0: Greetings, everybody, and you are now watching or listening to the Powercast. Today, I'm your host, Richard Bailey Jr., and today I'm joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana?
1: It is going absolutely wonderful. I am excited to be here. I'm excited to see your beautiful, luxurious home.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was time for a different background to try to switch things up. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes. So. Uh, I want to start off this show by letting you all know, uh, our very good friend and our host, Mr. Gary, a Swabey. You probably saw on the previous podcast that he had a bit of a cold. Well, you know, he actually had a sickle cell crisis and ended up going into the hospital. Now the good news is that he's out the hospital because he got out the hospital today, but he still needs some time to rest and recover. So unfortunately he will not be on our recap today, but, uh, Hopefully he will be back next week, so he definitely wanted to send you know send their, thank everybody for their continued support of the show we want to do the same but definitely keep him in your thoughts and prayers that he is able to recover and feel better and hopefully uh, return next week but yeah we just want to give him a shout out because I know a lot of you probably noticed if you see him watching the show right now he's not here he's fine he's out the hospital he's just he got to recover and take his time. So uh, we wish him well. Um, but today's show, we're going to be recapping and giving our thoughts on Power Force Season 2, Episode 3, War and Ice Cream. So uh, before we get started, we thank you for your continued support of the show. If you enjoyed the conversation, please leave your comments below. Let us know your thoughts and consider liking and subscribing if you enjoyed the content. So, this first portion of the show, we normally give our takeaways. Since I'm hosting today, I'm going to let Dana give her takeaways first, and then I will share mine. So, Dana, what did you think about this episode? What, what were your main takeaways? Let us know when 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 you're ready to go. Oh, you're 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 muted. Yep.
1: I had a whole monologue that I did. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just wanna say that, you know, it took 525,000 episodes, but we finally did it. We finally got the Tommy Four show. I feel that this, in terms of pacing, plot, getting to the point, characters, establishing everything, we finally got it and this felt like It belonged in the power universe. Um, This, to me, it, it it was it was excellent. It was just yummy, and it had so many different things going for it that even when you break down the title, you know the juxtaposition of war and you know everyone going to war and you know people crossing each other, and then the consequences of those wars, and then you couple it with ice cream, the comfort food. Something that reminds you of happiness and peace. And then when you add on what's going on with Kate and the fact that she was trying to make amends and how ice cream, something as simple as stinking briars, by the way, the name dropping, they had their product placements. Remember it was, who says Toll House cookies? I mean, if you want some cookies, you just say oh, you want some cookies. Who says, now come get these Toll House cookies and then they had the bryant ice cream they saw that it was Bryant's and not friendlies and and not haagen-dazs but bryant's i see you i'll see you sponsors so anyway just like in the name itself it was so important on you could take war you can take the war on drugs the the issue that we had the dea the fbi cia i don't know uh, nba all of them was just in there and again with the, with the something is trying to make amends as apologizing for ruining someone else's life and, and the memory of never having that ice cream. I just loved it. I loved it. Um, so yeah, right off the bat, Kate is trying to make amends. This to me is like, oh, you don't know seeing when something gets too happy and you have those happy moments. Even when you go like to the first season of Power and you know, hit, what was it, Vic and Gloria in the car. Yeah, we're gonna make it, baby. And then boom, she's it. She was making amends. She went to her AA meeting. She felt sad and depressed. And when she was on that couch, I was like, oh no, she did it. She had this, I was like, there's gonna be a needle in her arm and she's gonna have a drink in the other, but she was sober. From my understanding, she was just really tired and exhausted, and I was like, yay, Kate, and she got ice cream. And this is like what I'm really, really scared, because remember, we have an innocent, and Kate has been on her best behavior. She, I mean, the whole part of her admitting that the reason why she neglected and completely abandoned JP as opposed to Tommy was because he was black. And then the generational racism of forget the fact that you have a 14 year old questions there. What are you doing grandma? You know, what is going on with Kate and her childhood? This made it open up a huge door. Like what is going wrong with Kate? You know, there are things that she's at fault with, but my God, Pregnant at 14? was it was it well, you can't even argue and say, "Oh, consensual, but what the heck was going on in that household with her? So you have the fact that it's 14, but she was more upset that the child was black than the fact that your child is pregnant at 14, and then pregnant again at 16. Oh, my black Jesus, Like layers to this episode, I loved it. So you had the whole situation with Kate and I'm like, oh, she's going to die because it's just getting too, too positive. You know, she's trying to come to peace with things. She was really honest. It was like, you know, it sucks to be sober because she has to feel the feelings and they was coursing through her. But she still stayed on that straight and narrow path. So I'm cheering for her. She's going to die, but I'm still cheering for her either way uh, so you had that situation but then you also had you know jp with all of these years wanting to know why did you abandon me and him getting that peace and that answer and here's the weird thing with jp because last season i couldn't stand him i thought the whole family dynamic i just didn't like it because it just felt like you know cut and and paste especially when you look at for example when darnell said uncle tommy i Flipped out like internally because i'm like no only Tariq can say uncle tommy it was a little too fast too quick and i understand that i'm going all over the place right now but i'm just saying like the dynamic of the family really felt like it was getting there to that point although please don't call him uncle tommy because it's a Tariq thing we don't know you yet i don't know you you know so no um so that aspect was really great, and also it just really made me like. There are so many different layers to this family because I forgot the fact that JP is gay. So he's gay, and he's he's you know straight and narrow, but he kind of want to help his brother out with the drug business. He does know the the formula Dahlia, even though they seem to like not they just completely drop that this season. But he's really smart. I just want him to do more with this, and I also want him. I want to see him date. Like, who does he like? What are the men that he brings home? Like, I imagine, you know, Stanley Tucci, but like a black Stanley Tucci. So that, so then maybe more like a like a Gina Carlo Esposito. Like, is it more of that? Like, I just want to know more of his personality of who he is. So that was the first takeaway of gay family dynamic. We got there, and then we have the whole situation with. Um, How does it go? Peter robs Paul to pay the piper or something. Somebody's robbing somebody else to go to pay the person that they owe. So we have the whole situation with Miguel, the Serbs, and everyone is just in money trouble. I like Miguel because, you know, he seems to be a smart torturer. The fact that he froze the dude's hand and then broke it. Who comes up with that? That's like an epic villain move. That's like the Joker situation. Like the Joker completely high on, I don't know, ecstasy or something. They're like, let me just freeze your hand and then just cut it, you know, just break it off. That's amazing. I like that part. So that right there is really interesting um with that dynamic. But then also you have to deal with what I loved also was how they opened up more of the space that was, you know, the problem that I had with the first season was that Chicago didn't feel lived in and just now where we're getting different aspects of Chicago and it's starting to feel more lived in and even with that scene with that boy who they showed how you know violence and how innocent people are being kind of taken down because of the violence you had the eight-year-old girl who was shot and killed um accidentally during the drive-by they screwed up trying to kill Tommy they killed this eight-year-old child and then you have someone who is it, I I think he was like 14 or something, that speaker, the kid, you know, delivering the speech at the rally to, you know, let's stop gun violence. And then you have the fact that there were people trying to beat him up and get rid of him. I think they called him a snitch. You know, how dare you talk bad about your neighborhood. So there's so many different layers just within that scene and within the community, you know, of, we want to do better, but at the same time, oh why are you speaking negative about us so right there and then we know that i feel that um, diamond is going to probably be a mentor to that kid and remember you we got to teach you how to fight you got to do the boxing and i'm like that's good No, but is, is boxing gonna get you out of a shooting i'm just wondering um so that seemed like a really interesting dynamic that they played right there and then what was really good was it also showed the pressures of the drug industry of in which they're in and how complicated it can be with you know you kill someone and how it's now starting a war within and how you know people are are, are trying or there's a lot of infighting essentially over because of chewy you know and you had that genard has this pressure of not wanting to start this war but at the same time, also hating Tommy. And that inner battle where, what was, um, what was his name? I forgot his name. I had his name written down, um, Wendell. His name was um, Little K Wendell. Um, and, you know, Little K Wendell, how he's just, you know, he knows that he's not doing right. He, he did wrong, but at the same time, it shows that he is Sunburn's kid. And you had the part with the grandma which even though the cookies was was hilarious, it was just to show you how people have different, you know, the family ties and the ripples, and how you know you killed someone, but how it affects someone else. And so the situation with little K, we all know that he had to go. We just didn't know who was going to do it, and the fact that it was Jannard, and it wasn't like I'm trying to keep everyone in line. I think it was more of just the complete pressure of everything, because remember, just before. Yeah, but just before he killed Little K, he got robbed by the Serbs because he took the money that was meant for them in order to pay Miguel. And they went and just completely robbed him. I thought they would be like, oh, you're going to shoot him. They shoot him in the toe or something. But no, they just took his ride. Um, so you saw that kind of pressure and frustration. And while you can argue that you know Little K had it coming to him, at the same time, you just saw that it was just this cause and effect. There was so much that was building up in Jannard and how it was just really hard to be a businessman in general, all that pressure, um, especially when your life was in danger. But I, I he took it out on Wendell. And, and that car scene was just, you could see all of his strength and anger in there. But his way of, I guess, escaping was, I didn't realize this until I saw that scene, I forgot that he dibble-dabbled just a little bit in the drugs, you know, like a little sniff-sniff here. It wasn't anything that was noticeable, but this episode was just really like, where did this come from? You know, where it was more than a sniff, the dude was saying, you're getting high on your own supply, that's setting him off even more. And then at the very end, when he drove to get the two bags, Oh heroin, they don't call it. I think I. How do we get heroin if it's actually pronounced heroin? I don't know. That's just that's a good lesson for another day. The point is, this show is teaching me so much about drugs because I didn't know you can sniff heroin because even when if you looked at B M F, Lamar, it was through the needle. So amazing. It just seems to have like this really interesting. I know they're not connected. B M F and them is not connected, but it's just really interesting that they would get him hooked on heroin. And we had this conversation before with Gary, because he's like the drug expert there. You can't, it's really hard to like become unaddicted to it. It's one of the most powerful of the drugs. So, and then the way how he was looking in the car and he was like, the little teeth thing, I was like, oh, he's 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 addicted. So this is going to be a very interesting dynamic in the future episodes if they don't drop this um so i I completely liked it 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 felt like it was a massive 180 like where did this come from um but that's the storyline that we're going with i mean you dropped a lot of storylines from last season like where's the reporter we don't want to see her again but still where's the reporter so that is interesting and then also we learned about the the drug connections and, and how it works in prison with rojas so, um, I think those were my three. Overall, it was really interesting, and I know that we argued a lot before about not really wanting to see the cop's life, but they hit us with that another double whammy because Stacy and that guy, whose name I did not write down, the cop, but they're they're they they were married. These are exes. That's just so came out of that way. Yep.
0: Let Let's hope they stay divorced. I don't want to see no reconciliation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just wondering do we even need that dynamic of where X is? Like is that important to the story? I don't know, but that is that really just came out of nowhere. But that was kind of my three main takeaways was was that from the moment.
2: It
0: sounds good. Well, Excellent takeaways as always. Um, and obviously uh I agree I agree with a lot of points you made. Uh but yeah. So let me start off by saying I thought this was a very good episode of Force. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Shooter who wrote the episode. Um you may have to mute yourself because I hear. A... Ah. Okay. No, you good. So, yeah, I want to give a shout out to Shooter who wrote the episode. I know you posted an interview on our channel, and I saw there was a few comments on that interview. So I would encourage everybody to check out the interview because there was a lot of great things said about the show, about the characters, about the dynamics of everything that's happening. Um, But I enjoyed this episode a lot. Uh, I do have three takeaways, and I have a couple of other quick points I want to throw in here. So the first takeaway of this episode, I'm going to talk about the Flins in this episode. Obviously, uh, Tommy is still trying to find out who killed Liliana. And he does end up meeting Walter. And Walter obviously does not outright tell him who did it. But because of how he's talking to him a certain way, in certain words he's using, he pretty much gives Tommy a hint that it's one of his own. So Tommy puts two and two together. He decides to approach, uh, you know, Claudia later in the episode. And basically, by the, based on their interaction, he, just, he, he he gets his answer. She tries to throw him off saying, no, it wasn't me, whatever. And then, of course, he, he questions that guard later. And the guard doesn't give her up. He kills the guard. So obviously, Tommy is coming close. He's already figured out that Claudia is the one. He kept saying that he needs proof to find out. Uh to really justify the kill, but since he has already told her that he he she she's dead once he finds out, I am expecting him to kill that character now at some point. you know I don't know if it's going to happen at the end of the season, but it absolutely is going to happen now because you don't tell someone you're not gonna do something and then you don't follow through and that and again, that point was made in the interview as well that Tommy is somebody who keeps it real, holds people accountable. And he actually follows through on what he says that he is going to do. So I look forward to seeing that happen in the show. But I do want to say this. uh, What I found hilarious in this episode about the Flins is, you know, obviously the last episode, Vic told us, as the audience, I'm going to get back at my father. Okay. Yes. So we see in this episode that Walter is going to try. He has this plan to sell the bad pills on the South side. I will say, again, I like how they touched upon uh, racism because that guy is talking about, oh, well, it doesn't matter if we kill a few monkeys. Because, again, they show you that, you know, and then, of course, Vic did not like that comment. But Vic's plan has been to destroy Walter from the inside. So I did, I do want to say uh, when I saw him call in the courier, the courier getting arrested, so on and so forth, and then later on the confrontation between the guy, Walter, and Vic, and then Vic shoots him, I thought that was hilarious you know, Walter's reaction was pretty hilarious. Like, what are you, what what have you done? All this other stuff. So, and obviously he was, he was happy about what he'd done. So I look forward to seeing where things go from here, because the thing is this, while Vic wants to take out, wants to destroy his father, he has to understand the family is in trouble in general, as a whole, because Dublin wants, they want, they want to get their payback for what happened. So, I'm very curious to see how he intends to uh what he intends to do next to obviously hurt Walter but he also needs to be concerned about his own well-being so I want to see what happens with that from a storytelling standpoint but I didn't I did get some enjoyment out of this episode because I already knew he was going to mess up that whole deal that Walter set up so uh let's see what happens next from here uh second takeaway of this episode I'm going to again touch upon you know, Tommy and Diamond in this episode. I do think it's very interesting that Miguel had them witness him torturing uh the other, you know, his own family pretty much, because those guys are part of his family, torturing them because he figured that they were behind what happened. And the thing about it is that Tommy is very nonchalant. He doesn't believe that Miguel knows anything. But I think, I think by the end of this episode, once Tommy and diamond have now established that they now have business in the jail because they did a deal with Rojas. Uh, I, I feel that the fact that they came back to Miguel at the end of the episode and said, we need, we need more product. And he said, nah, I'm good for right now. That kind of tells me he is suspicious that they're doing some other stuff. They haven't really been honest about. So I'm very curious to see what happens from here. Obviously, Tommy also was going to finally have his driving lesson with Maria next week because that's what the whole test exchange was they had in this episode. So let's see what happens with that. But a few quick things I do want to mention about Tommy and Diamond's episode. I mean, their storyline in this episode. Um, I do like that that they had the whole thing about JP having a conversation with his son, trying to explain why he was gone all this time. And then, of course, you got the anger that D-Mac had for his father. You know, so I, 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 I'm glad that they showed them bond in this episode. But the other thing is that, you know, at the beginning of this episode, when Tommy thought that he was being targeted, he gave JP a gun and said, hey, take this in case something happens. I need you for, for protection, you know, for your protection. At the end of this episode, after Darnell has his heart-to-heart talk with his father, he takes the gun. So let's see what happens, because obviously, uh, you know, I know that the father wants what's best for his son, but the son is really into this environment of what's happening in the street. He, you know, so I'm very curious to see what happens with that relationship as the show continues, because there's some issues there that is still unresolved. Um, And obviously, as I said last week, shout out to everybody who left comments. I do think that JP is going to lose that bar. So uh, stay tuned for that because that'll probably be a very dramatic moment for him that he's going to have to help Tommy. So we'll see what happens. But uh, one other quick point I want to touch on in in regards to Diamond. Diamond does get his girlfriend to help sell the product in the jail. And you do see, again, the return of Rojas. I want to give a shout out to Jay Moore's reviews. I don't know if he watches our content, but he actually covers power on his channel and he's that he is the guy that plays rojas so i think he did a very good job i'm glad that they didn't just get rid of rojas altogether because last season and one criticism that that gary and i had was tommy just easily disposed of those people that were working for rojas but then we didn't see rojas again so i'm glad that they still showed him around and i do have a question later in regards to whether or not that relationship is going to work out because you saw that they basically forced him at the end of the episode, Diamond. He got his, his girl to go in there. They did, they did a deal to basically get him to work with them. So let's see if that works out. I'm very skeptical as whether or not that's going to work out, but we'll see. And the final point I will mention about this takeaway is going to touch upon what you said earlier, Dana, about uh, Diamond now probably going to potentially teach uh this activist, the young guy, I think his name is Leon. He basically teaches the young kid how to defend himself. Now, I will say this, I don't think that's going to end well, because one thing that I will say I acknowledge about this show, you saw how we had the previous episode where the girl got shot, right? They want to emphasize of stuff happening to the youth, and a lot of this stuff happens in, you know, in everyday cities, you know, to this very day. So, I don't. I don't want to say that that character is going to die, but I. It kind of feels like that's that's going to happen, because he's trying. He's on. He's on the right path of trying to do the right thing, trying to uplift the community, and it feels as though that he is going to eventually get taken out, because it just feels that way. Either that or something is going to happen. It may not necessarily be that he gets shot, or maybe he ends up taking drugs. Something's going to happen to that kid, and and again, that's important because. The CEO is watching Diamond. Obviously, he gets a haircut in this episode. But if he, something happens to that kid and the CEO acknowledges that that kid was there with Diamond, now that's going to make Diamond look suspicious, like he was a part of what happened to the kid. So I will pay very close attention to seeing what happens with those characters moving forward. So stay tuned. Um, Go ahead. You, you want to say something to Dana?
1: No, I, I just wanted to basically say that it's season four of The Wire you not that want to introduce the, the kids in the school system. Yeah, it's it's season four because it, it, I'm assuming that conversations that are had are actually going to play out later on in the in season. Because mm-hmm. remember when the when the, the parole or correction whatever the parole officer was getting the haircut and he saw remember he saw the guy come out yep. of the, the the thing and then the other guy covered for him essentially. And that's mm-hmm. when he said, Oh, you need to start giving back to the community. You need to start giving haircuts or something. So I think that that's how Jannard is going to, they were going to probably see like the youth to become more involved in this season, not as like a person thing, but like as a plot to see like, oh, look, he's helping out the kids.
0: Yeah. So that, that, that's that
1: what, situation. Yeah.
0: That, 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 that 100% makes sense. Um, So you know we need to see where that goes, but I I have a very bad feeling that's what happened to that kid. Yeah, I have a very bad feeling because it just it feels like something's going to happen. But let's stay (laughs) tuned for that. Um, If
1: you looked at how the kids who beat him up, remember they they initially said, you know, oh you think you're a snitch, you think you're better than us. That that ends up being violence later on. You're not going to just have a boxing match unless some Type of weird oh, yeah. situation pops off, and this becomes a Disney Channel. This is not going to end <laughs> in like a boxing match, and everyone just battles their their frustrations out in a ring. That kid, I assume he is going to die. I mean, you you just don't have these these random. You have to have people where you know that that ends up happening. So him, um, what is it, D Money that he wants to be called now, D Money D Mac. Yeah. I see him call him Darnell mama named him Darnell his name is Darnell um <laughs> he's gonna somehow get involved with this situation as well so maybe it'll be some kind of payback I don't know but I do believe that d-money mac Darnell is gonna he's gonna just end up going
2: it has, it makes sense.
1: but then and, also and, and, when you talked about the bar oh sorry
0: Oh, no, go ahead. Continue. No, I was
1: going to just say, we've never seen the bar since that one scene. <laughs> what is going on?
0: That's a good question. Isn't you it just sitting there? Well, you know, maybe we'll see it next week or in the, in the next couple episodes. We have to wait and see, but yeah. Uh, it just feels, though, because that bar is meant to be to keep JP busy, to keep him away from what's happening with the other business. So And, of course, he is also not watching his son. His son is still very much working with Tommy. So that's why I say there's a bit of a conflict that's coming with all three of them. Uh, I would like to see how that's going to be handled because there has been no communication about what's happening. So we have to see what happens.
1: What happened to TikTok? Did we just drop TikTok? TikTok? Oh no, he's still
0: doing it, but they haven't shown us that on the show. You know, they haven't shown us him actually doing the stuff. That you just see him looking on the phone or whatever, but they haven't shown it to us that he's doing that, but we assume that he's helping Tommy that way still based on their initial conversation the last time. Um so, we'll see. Um now, I do have one final takeaway and and the reason why I saved this as a final takeaway cuz to me this this was by far the strongest and best takeaway that I have from this episode. And it's just really about Jannard's story this entire episode. Okay. In that same interview that you posted, they were talking about Chris Lofton is really growing as an actor and he really shines this particular season. I felt that in this episode, because again, this character is going, he's under a lot of stress. He has issues within his organization and I also want to mention this, too. What I like about this episode is that it takes, play, takes place immediately after the last episode with the shooting, where it starts and Tommy's angry, like, who shot at me? He, he, he talks about it with Diamond. I like how it's so immediate and as far as this is what's happening right right then and there after that incident with Tommy and uh, Little K. So I like that. But what I like about this episode with Gennard, basically... Um, It is, I, you know, I I like the Jannard character in terms of what they're doing with the character, but I I have to say I'm very concerned about his future on this show now that he is using heroin because uh, that is a drug that uh, is, a lot of people don't come back from that. You know, obviously I do remember last season how he started messing around with the other drugs and we saw that initially what he was doing with that. But again, like you said, we had We hadn't seen that in a while until this episode, and then of course, he's using the heroin as a coping mechanism because he's under so much pressure. That means this is not going it's not going to end well. And, and what I want to say is the scene where he actually takes the heroin, the way they amped up the music and the vibe of that scene, that was like, yeah, this this is this is it, it's a very warning, very dangerous type of scenario, and it's letting the, the viewer know this is the point of no return for this character. That's why now I want to see what happens. But I do feel very sad for him in terms of how it's going to impact Diamond because we spoke about this last week. You know, It could be a situation where later this season, you know, Diamond has to help Jannard and Tommy is not going to really like that. So I'm very curious to see what happens. But um, I just want to say, though, this entire episode, yeah, this character is under a, a ton of pressure. You mentioned the scene about him trying to approach Little K and kill him. And then we see the Toll House cookies. This is, of course, why I called myself the cookie monster in this episode, because I love cookies. I love ice cream as well. But uh, that 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 was the product placement. They were on point with that in this episode with the ice cream and the cookies. Yeah, They were on point with that. But it's just, you know, you see the side of the grandmother that obviously she doesn't want to know about the bad stuff that her grandson is doing. She's just there to support him and try to protect him. And then, unfortunately, you see what happens. Eventually, he does get killed. But Jannard does that because, again, he he didn't trust him. Because remember that after the Jannard's car was taken and he picks him up, the first thing he's asking is, why are you asking all these questions? Are you wearing a wire? And because he didn't like how he how uh, little K answered, he choked him out. So that's why I say the character is under a ton of pressure. And now do using drugs on top of that. This, this is a recipe for disaster. So um I like Chris Lofton's work. He did an excellent job on um Snowfall, even though they didn't really u- utilize him that much in that particular show. But uh, I'm very curious to see what happens to him moving forward because uh I don't think the character has a happy ending. I'm just saying that right now, you know, and unfortunately, uh but but again, it's the way it's handled. Like, you want to feel sorry, you like like you you feel the character is still a bad person, but is he really a flawed individual because he's trying to do business. Because I remember last season he felt a certain type of way about the fact that Diamond went away. And the whole time that Diamond was away in jail before he came out, Jannar was pretty much running the show. So when Diamond came back and decided he wanted to get back into this and he's pushed aside, I kind of felt and understood why he felt that way which is why you're kind of rooting for him to try to do some type, get some type of success for himself this season, but it has not started good from episode one. This guy was struggling. So uh I can only imagine what happens in the next couple episodes, but I do want to say uh, this was overall a very good episode. So many things happening in the show right now. So I'm very curious. I'm very curious to see what happens next week. for Sure.
1: I I completely agree. And just as a side note thing, because I, this was all just coincidental. Please, no more black people associated with monkeys, because yes. this, you don't know what I'm talking about. Because this and the Erica Mena situation that popped off with Love and Hip Hop, that's just let's it, it, just stop.
2: <laughs> I agree.
1: I was like, he called them what? You monkey? Yeah. I'm I'm tired.
0: I agree. I it's agree. Okay, hopefully hopefully there will be no more mentioning of that, but uh we shall see.
1: But um, you, just as another side note, side note. You see, you cannot call, you see what I mean. See, this is gonna end up being a whole rant. And I'm gonna try to minimize this. You see <laughs> the impact and the, the disgustingness of the term monkey, and not to break this a love and hip hop situation. But there, right there, you see the direct correlation of what it means with racism of when you call black people monkeys. So Erica in mm-hmm. up pretending like she didn't know what the deaf, oh, well, I didn't know what monkeys meant. She knew what that meant. And she has black kids, she went with a black man. And then when you have this show and you see with the white man, how he calls black people, they throw it away, oh, they're just monkeys anyway. Yep. And you see how that term is just thrown out there. These are These people aren't even human, they're monkeys. So you see the direct correlation, even though it was completely unintended. It was just a weird coincidence that that episode happened to air and we're still dealing with the air coming situation. But that right there, for those who don't understand, that is why that term monkey is so disgusting. And there's other layers to it too, but we're, this is not a love and hip hop monkey situation. So yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm glad that they... There's still, because I mean, we know from last season that there are certain characters on this show that are racist. So I'm glad that they kept that intact with some of the some of the language in which they way they were talking in this episode to re- to remind mm. you of that. Um, and are, and this
1: is another thing. Wait, sorry.
0: Oh no, go ahead, go ahead,
1: continue. I just wondered if Vic was never with Gloria, would he also have a problem with the term monkey? That's a good question. I just wonder, like, oh, Um, is it because I was with the black person? I understand the blackness, and we're not gonna, because I feel that he would have still would have used that word had he not been with Gloria, because he is just that kind of like person. At least in the beginning, it gave off that appearance.
0: Well no, because he but he had a he had a good relationship with Seamus, who was the uh the cop, and then also he he was pretty close with CBI to some extent. They were he didn't just completely just you know he 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 stood up for them when he needed to. Um when so I he needed feel like, to. Well, well yeah, well yeah. yeah. That that's a valid question. Um, you know, perhaps so I will tell you what. Jeremiah Latumba, if you're watching this, I know you are a huge fan of the Vic character. I would like for you to answer that question because uh I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Vic is a Vic is a character that that I think cares a little bit more about other people on the show to an extent, uh at least for some of the other characters. You know, I know he mm-hmm. and we know he cared about Gloria. Um, but I but Walter obviously does not approve of that uh, particular union. And you know what Walter's stance was. You know, the fact that they were ready to sell these products on the South Side. That, that lets you know everything about what their intent oh, was. So.
1: Blocks. We're going to get them. We can't stand them. Yeah, yeah, no. We just, we know how he would be. He's all for it. So I just wonder if it's like he genuinely would not use that term and was disgusted by it. Or it was, it was like, oh, because I have black friends or I was with Gloria. I just wonder. Random thought.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm
0: I'm very curious to hear what people have to say about that comment. So definitely leave your thoughts below. Um, But now I think we're going to get into our question segment because there are a few questions that I have. And if Dana has some other questions, she can definitely chime in because I don't know if she has any questions. I have three particular questions I wanted to ask that we're going to discuss. And obviously, if you are watching the show, I would encourage you to also leave your comments If there's other questions that you have, and if you also have answers to some of these questions that I'm going to put out here. So my question number one, and I'm going to start with Jannard, okay, because as I've already mentioned, I think this Mm -hmm. was his episode in terms of everything that happened to the character. This was really about him. So my question is, uh, after watching this episode, what do we feel is next for Jannard, and will his drug use become a bigger problem? So do you want to go first, Dana? And uh, I'll go after you.
1: <laughs> sure. Um, Here's the thing. I don't know. Um, The way how it just seems so ominous with that music and him using the drugs, it doesn't seem like it was a hit it and quit it situation. Like, oh, I was just stressed and that was it. I genuinely wonder if this is going to impact not only just him and starting acting reckless and whether or not it's going to cause Diamond to have to come in and be Captain Savaho, and will that jeopardize his parole? You have a you have the parole officer who's literally in his butthole. Everything that he does, you know, he has to be clean about it. So, with Jannard not being fully capable, does this mean that Diamond has to now? Go back and do his duties that Gennard wouldn't be able to do. I just don't know the level of incapacitated that he will become. Also, on top of that, he's saying, Oh, yo, I got the money next week, next week. When in all actuality, he doesn't. So, what is going to happen? This is not like your average bill collector where they just come and turn off your lights, they come and turn off your soul and to be So, I wonder what he is going to do in those moments of desperation in order to get the money. We do know, for example, that Tommy and Diamond are doing very well, which is why they asked for a re-up and they asked for something bigger. It is this gonna start causing an inner war again where Gennard may end up robbing Diamond and Tommy in order to get the money? Because the streets does talk. I wanted to say there were two quotes in here that really was like, ooh, that's deep that was a little Shakespearean, um, was for those that'll tell don't know and those that know won't tell. And I feel that that could be the theme for the coming episodes, or you could even argue for the, the other part of the season. Um, just basically saying that, you know, those who have that information is not gonna tell you everything. And those who, who do, don't have that information, they're still not gonna tell you. So you're just out here wondering, and you're gonna have to start doing things on your own in order to find out the answers. Uh, so I wonder how that is going to trickle down this season, especially with Jannard. He is the one who is in the most trouble. And when you're in the most trouble, you become the most desperate. And again, I don't know how that drug usage is gonna start impacting. And I know that these shows are not related, but it just, it gave me BMF Lamar vibes in the terms with the drug addiction. Um, it was very sad but then also on top of that you have that branch of the cbi that broke off that's that of what's gonna happen with them will this start causing infighting will this start being like i'm the leader now so listen to me and then again will diamond have to step in i'm more concerned about diamond than anything else because again once you have things being on the straight and narrow and looking okay for you what's really gonna happen and even though diamond is doing the sneaky sneak and you see that he's messing with the, the what was it the correctional officer and get, making sure that the, the, the drugs run inside the prison one slip up literally and that he has a lot to 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 lose as well so i just i don't know what could happen but if we're getting dramatical um diamond has to be that person who is most who's impacted the most because you know he does have a more to lose he has his entire life to lose and go back to prison so yay
0: i agree uh definitely some good thoughts uh as far as the you know what you had to say about that particular question i you know, I, I I will say this, you know, obviously Jannard is in a relationship right now with Shanti because of that close relationship. I'm sure that what, what, what I, here's the thing. It is sad to see the character take this route, but I also am very curious to see from a performance standpoint, how the character changes, because there's going to be certain things that I think he's going to do. Maybe his, his behavior is going to be a lot more erratic, his interaction is going to be somewhat different. So I I want to see how, they're, how he's going to put that on from a performance standpoint. But because I think others are going to definitely start to notice he's off or he's doing something. And I think that Shanti is a character that will obviously potentially find this information out because she is the closest to him right now. The other people in his organization, as you mentioned, his other right hand man, they're definitely going to find out about this and, and they may... You know, I don't know how they're going to react to that. Because the thing is that Jannard already doesn't have control of the people in his organization. We saw that would happen with Wendell, a.k.a. Little K. So he already has some people questioning whether or not he's fit to be a leader. So now it's going to get a lot more complicated now that you bring the drugs the drugs into this equation. And then the, the whole thing about owing money, paying all these people money, um, That is a problem as well, because, I mean, obviously, if you're messing around with drugs, most of the time, the money, all of the money, everything goes to the drugs. So that's why I want to see how is he going to deal with this other stuff. And I agree with you 100%. This did give me vibes of BMF as well in Lamar, because that character, and and again, that was not what I expected them to do with Lamar as a character at the end of the season. So I was a bit uh, surprised to see that. Uh, it it, and it was sad because even though this guy is a bad guy, you're still somewhat you like the character to a to an, a, an extent. So you don't want to see them go out that way. I mean, you I mean obviously, death would be a fitting way to kill a character, but it, now they're suffering in the form of taking drugs. I think that's that's kind of a, uh I think a little a little bit worse than death to some to some degree, like like, like Little Meat said on the show, um, but. No, continue. You gonna say something? Oh no, no. but but but, but I, I mean, but to answer the to answer the question though, I um, I just think it's gonna definitely be bad for business for Jannard moving forward. I I think uh, when Gary posed the question last week about will Diamond have to get involved, I think Diamond will have to get involved at some point to check on his brother. Uh, it's gonna be very tough for him, and. To go to the point of what you said earlier about the about Diamond having to be very careful around the correctional's officer that's basically watching him. I mean, I mean the uh, parole officer. I honestly feel like the only way that Jannard can be saved as a character is if he is arrested and taken to rehab or something. Because if not, the character probably will get killed at some point. So maybe that's where the parole officer comes into because they don't like the fact that Diamond would be around. He he can't be around anybody that's a felon, none of that other stuff. But also the guy does random drug tests. So if he sees this guy is interacting with Diamond, so on and so forth, that, that could be a problem. So that's why I want to see how they handle that. But I do kind of feel like by the end of this season, I could see Diamond having to make a very tough decision about Jannard. And it may be that he has to – Basically, get him arrested or taken away instead of killing him, because obviously, I don't want to see him have to kill his brother. That would be a very uh, dramatic a uh, turn uh, for the character. But I don't know what's going to happen. But all I'm saying is that uh, I'm very curious to see what happens next. Because when I saw Janara take that take take the drugs at the end of the episode, I was yeah this 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 cannot be good, this cannot be good. Um, but obviously, as a viewer, I want to see what happens next. So let's see where they go from here. Um, oh, you're uh, muted.
1: Are you saying you don't want that scene of Jannard and Diamond by by the water near a bridge going, <laughs> <laughs> my mom, my brother's table. My mom, my brother's table. Cause you know, that it's, it's, it's leading up to that. It's leading. If you really look at it, you could see such heavy influences. I mean, you have what is it, CBI, and what was it called, CMB, in the group yeah. member in the Jack City. You have these brothers. If he starts messing up, I can definitely see a whole, you know, are you my brother's keeper moment. Is is it? It can get there. Maybe not this season. Maybe next season. But somebody is gonna start keeping the brothers. I, I do see this but another thing with the that you brought up that i really wanted to question because i was like Ooh. well you said genard was the bad guy is genard really the bad guy like what it would be your definition of him being the villain genard if you really looked at it him and diamond were together they were doing their things yeah yeah, yeah us diamond had to go to jail even though he was the leader his brother steps in to make sure that whole businesses did not, you know, go to the wayside and continue with the money, obviously make sure that everybody was okay. You know, it's not just I'm going to be in and I myself, you're running the business so that him and everybody was eating, everyone was eating. And then all of a sudden, Diamond came back after years of being gone and won in that top position. Are you not going to feel somewhat slighted that it's not like let's be equal, but no, I want my top position, even though I've been gone for all of these years, even though you have been holding it down, even though you may have succeeded what I have done, I'm still going to be considered head of head of the new. I'm going to be the one that tells you what to do. Mm. Is he genuinely the bad guy, or is he someone who feels like he was just like betrayed, like it was not a proper conversation? When yeah. this whole thing should happen. So this is all again going back with Kate. Remember, you need to make amends. Is it the mm-hmm. fact that they just never really sat down and had that conversation and made amends, and maybe even just a decent "I am sorry" would have prevented a lot of what ha- would have ended up happening in the future with them splitting off? Remember, they was guns drawn at each other in the end of the finale. You know, you take this section, I take this section. I don't want to see you ever again. It opened up with "You're dead to me," essentially. Yep. Yep. So, is he really the bad guy, or is he someone whose feelings are hurt?
2: Yeah, I mean, ah. he
0: really. I, I I I that's a good. That's a very good fair point. Um, I do believe, yeah, he is somebody whose feelings are hurt. And like you said, because of the lack of communication between the both of the brothers. This is why I'm very curious to see what happens once Diamond finds out that now his brother is doing drugs. Uh, Because I kind of feel like when something really serious happens in a family, if there is some type of beef, well, at that point, you need to talk with each other because somebody may actually die. So I'm very curious to see. Uh, But no, he's not a bad guy. I will say this though, for the people that are fans of this show and they are huge fans of Tommy, they know that Tommy has beef with Jannard, vice versa. So if it comes down between Gennard and Tommy, they're probably going to choose Tommy. So, uh, but if it comes a-
1: down between Diamond and Jannard, Diamond yeah. is going to choose Jannard. Oh yeah. That's yeah. his brother.
2: Yeah. So. Oh yeah,
0: Absolutely. So, and, and the thing the thing is this, um, I know it was also mentioned in that interview that we're going to see a different side of Joseph Sikora as Tommy. Now that Tommy has a family, he has his new family now that he has, I, I kind of feel like he would be somewhat sympathetic towards Diamond's issue with Jannard, but I don't know to what extent because, and that's what I'm curious to see if that's something that we are going to see because i kind of feel like cuz tommy has a brother as well now you kind of understand, I understand. well i don't i i i don't get along with genart you know vice versa but uh maybe i would give some respect to diamond to deal with the situation and not get involved but i we have to wait and see what happens cuz obviously it's going to escalate but as far as Jannard continuing to to, to do drugs others are going to find out about it at some point so i want to see which direction they take that storyline in um but yeah, no, I and it also
1: would make up for
0: the sorry. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say, but no, I, I agree a thousand percent with your point that yeah, he feels that he was slighted. He's not a bad guy. Uh we'll just say a lot of people on this show are flawed characters, I guess you could say, because there are certain like like I like Jannard as a character, how he interacts at in certain times. You know, he's he's a cool character. Like I laugh when he got the cookies in this episode. Ooh, we yeah, is, it's f- funny stuff like that, right? This is why when I see this guy now doing drugs, it's a very sad, dramatic turn for the character. So I want to see what they're going to do. But no, continue with what you were going to say.
1: No, I was going to just simply say, in a way, I felt that Cowher, the original, had its flaws in terms of the dynamics with Tommy, Kanan, and Ghost. When Joseph, oh, sorry, when Tommy lost Kanan, there really wasn't a grief process for Mm -hmm. neither ghost nor tommy at that point you know there wasn't even like an outrage and an anger situation that was all placed on Tariq, but that was technically his brother if you looked at it the three of them they were brothers Mm -hmm. weird but they were all brothers in that way and so it never really gave time for anyone to mourn each other if you look at it out of the three there's only one that's left so imagine losing your two brothers and you know i think i kind of failed with giving not having tommy have that whole grieving process and i don't want flashbacks because that was I, I just don't like flashbacks i think mm-hmm. it's a cheapened way but if you really look at it this would probably give Tommy not something to, to fight back on because it's like, I lost Ghost. I lost Canaan. Um, you can save the whole part with Lakeisha. You could say the other, with Holly. All the people that he did lose, what will happen if now it comes back on his family? Um, mm-hmm. And is he at that point where maybe not now when this season, maybe later on, um, what happens if he because that brotherly bond continue with say diamond because i don't think they're there in brotherly yet but just to say what would happen with that is he's someone who will fiercely protect him because he didn't protect the other two
2: so that scene. would
1: be interesting to see with the overall art of his character because i want something new than what we've got for the previous what was it? Six, seven seasons with the straight with the regular power. Yeah, uh, I want him to to fight for something. And and what will happen if he, if he if 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 death comes to those people now? Is he able to fight? But not in second season because we're just not there yet.
0: <laughs> I agree. You know, I'm still I trying
1: agree. to deal with Darnell calling him Uncle Tommy. Like I went, I was ready to like call Tariq up and like. Come get this boy and fight him. He's calling your uncle, Uncle Tommy. He known him <laughs> for like two seconds. We're gonna fight. I didn't like.
0: Him. Yeah. But well, we'll see. That's that's a very good. These these are very good questions. I, I'm I'm very curious to hear what everybody else thinks as well. Uh, so, looking forward to seeing how a lot of this stuff pans out. Um. So I think I'm going to go to my next question. Uh, this has to do with diamond. In this particular episode, this is really a two-part question. So let's start with the first part. Uh, So we did see that Diamond eventually gets Rojas to... They basically basically force him into agreeing to this deal so that he can distribute the product inside the jails. My question is, how long do you think this, this particular partnership is going to last? Because obviously... Rojas has beef with Diamond because he put him in the wheelchair. So I don't think this is going to be something that lasts. There's going to be some conflicts. But I'm curious what you think about that.
1: I'm waiting for that girl to get turned in. It's the correction officer is going to – someone's <laughs> going to find out. Someone's going to talk. start talking. You know, they was being a little too Captain Obvious with them eyes following yeah. the popcorn bag. Like, I know we was meant <laughs> to establish him to show us. But it just seems to me that she, she's going to be taken down soon. I don't know. I just yeah. don't know how. I don't know if it's going to be from the PO. I just don't know. So that would that would be really it, interesting. But, yeah, she's going down.
0: I, I, you know, I agree. I think that Diamond's mistake was mixing business with pleasure. Because if you recall, when he approached her about this, she said, oh, I, I, I need to be paid for this. I need to cut something from this. And I think that that's going to be an issue because if there is a problem where Tommy and Diamond run into a shortage of some other products that end up getting missing, like, like they did in this episode, and they're short on money, uh, Diamond would then have to have an issue with his lady to try to get some of that money so he can fulfill his payment to Miguel. So I'm very curious to see 'cause I don't think that was a wise decision to do that. Uh, obviously, to get the product in the jail, now you have more control, more territory you could say, but that's going to come at a cost. And I'm very curious to see what the fallout will be from that. I agree with what you said. That correctional officer is something was definitely going to happen to her, you know. So, uh, let's stay tuned for that. Um
1: But well, it's it's simple. What, what's that? remember it's 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 five letters one word who did they knock out in order to start selling the drugs in prison
0: oh well that's true um the the other thing is you know i mean i don't know why diamond didn't really think about this they could easily have taken out rojas at some point but obviously, and make it They can take him out and make it look like an accident if it happened in the jail cell. That probably is what will be the end game for this, because I don't think that this guy is going to work with Diamond for a long, for for a long time. There's going to be an issue with that, because he has a legitimate issue with Diamond. So,
1: um, well, remember he told that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, who was pushing him around? So. Yeah,
0: he told him. Yeah, they 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 run they run this joint. This is their territory, so they don't like anybody coming in trying to take over their territory. So I um, let's see where this goes in the next couple episodes. Um, but the other question I wanted to ask about Diamond, we didn't touch upon this. All right, and I caught this towards the end of the episode when Diamond was having a conversation with Tommy. You know, he had warned Tommy about the fact that now there is a uh, task force and i thought it was very interesting as well that Jannard was the first one to find out about the task force that now is is, is started but he tells tommy about the task force and tommy's very nonchalant like oh i ain't worried about that cuz he's too busy admiring his car and stuff but later in the episode diamond as 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 he's having a conversation they're back they're back in the area with miguel they go visit miguel again Somebody is sending a text to, to Diamond, talking about they wanted they want to meet up, and he's talking about oh I don't, uh, he, he's basically talking about, oh there's nobody nobody's texting me. My question is who do you think that person is? Could it be the return of uh, Adriana, the uh, reporter, or is this somebody else that we don't know that Diamond has a uh, some type of uh, connection to? It make them upset. I mean, if you look at it this
1: way. Remember, they announced the joint, I wrote it down because it was 18 letters. It was CPP, FBI, DEA Task Force. Well, so I was like, couldn't you just come up with like a name? Scorpion <laughs> or something. I don't know. Maybe not Scorpion because yeah. those were the group of people who killed that, that guy. Um, but I don't know. The Fart Factory. Um, point is, they, they did, it would make sense because you're holding a press conference. You had the rally. Who attended? Who attends those? comes out with the little microphones and the little records and everything? The reporter, yay. So who is the reporter? But that girl from the previous season that I really wish they would have just dropped, but they did not. Um, she could easily make that, that call. But here's the thing also, it said unknown caller. So if I'm gonna start being Nancy Drew here, my brain is gonna go, unless he blocked her, and she's calling from another number, it would show up as not an unknown caller.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true.
1: So yes. then no. maybe it's someone else.
0: I have another because theory. If you're boss, as-
1: you're boss. theory as- uh-huh. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. I have another theory as to who I think it is. Uh why not the return of Seamus? The guy that they that was on the payroll because this guy was very desperate last season to basically he's in jail. Him. Oh yeah, you're right. He is. A, yeah, yeah, you are right. He is in jail.
2: So I don't know who this person like, is. Yeah, yeah,
0: they, yeah. They did get him. You, yeah, that's a good observation. You're right. They did. They did. They did take him out the picture. So I don't know who this person is. Um, that is going to be. And again, the in the and in the, in the one thing that I will mention is that. Diamond and Tommy, they do communicate, although when this season started, they were not telling each other everything that's happening. So there's obviously going to be some secrets that they're still going to keep from each other. So if this is somebody who might be an issue, uh, he I could see him not telling Tommy right away, but then waiting to tell him later. So I i don't know who this is, though, but I'm very curious, because, again, that's just was thrown out as a hint to let you know There's something else going on with Diamond, so I guess we have to watch and see who it eventually will be. Um, But we gotta stay tuned for that.
1: I mean, unless we would probably have to go back to season one. Um, I know there was the people who were in prison, but I don't think it would be them. Um, The reporter you already said, but that that doesn't Nancy Drew says that's not right. I don't know unless it's like some big baddie that was just I don't know it's the Jamaicans <laughs> Jamaican.
0: <laughs> well maybe 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 we will get the Jamaicans in season three of uh force you know I don't know <laughs> they, they they're focused on Miguel's crew this season in the fallout with the Serbs, so I don't know if they're gonna introduce another gang, but uh guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, But that's a good question. I'm very curious what people think in the comments, what their thoughts as to who that person is that sent that text to Diamond. Um, We'll see. Um, And my final question here, and you can ask any other questions after this. My final question, we sort of touched on this earlier, but we can expand upon it now. Now, you mentioned earlier in this episode when Diamond's in the barbershop, he's giving the the uh, parole officer a haircut, and then you see uh-huh. the other guy, his name is Big Smurf, right, basically come out, and, and, of course, this guy is very suspicious of him. So my question is, and this is just my theory, a uh, 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 question, uh, what do you think is going to happen to this parole officer in the future? Because he's now that he has seen speak- you say what
1: he's a nosy Nancy,
0: <laughs> yes, he is, and I guess that is his job, mm-hmm. right? But my thought is, he saw Tommy last week, okay? You see this other guy, Big Smurf, in this particular episode. I kind of feel like something might happen to this parole officer. I, I you know, I don't, uh because all these people that are around Diamond, they're all criminals. And Diamond himself is a criminal as well. So I, you know, I kind of feel like if at some point it gets into a situation where he's seeing them conducting activities, uh, he is gonna to try to stop them. That's his job, right? So I I'm very curious to th- to see if you think something bad is gonna to happen to this parole officer, because it feels like that can happen. Um but it would be very bad for Diamond if it does happen since this guy, his responsibility is to watch Diamond. So that's got to watch out for that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No, I think that it's, it's again, Nosy Nancy. And he was like surveying the land. When that kid, when that guy walked out from the basement and, and came out through that door, he was like, what's going on? grin He didn't say anything. And that's when the other um customer or oh, would know the employee there, the guy who was cutting hair, you know, he jumped up and said something as a distraction. The thing with nosy Nancy is you can't distract them. Yeah. They're very focused. Yeah. So I think he is gonna start figuring out what's going on. And then you could use maybe the box. This is how Jannard, not Jannard, sorry, Diamond has to be involved with the youth and the kids with the boxing because it works as a great distraction. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do see him being one of those, let me go follow him with the car situation to find out what's really going on Um, or random thought. What if push comes to shove diamond pins everything on Jernard in order to save himself. And it was like, I I did time for you. Figure it out. You have to do time for me.
0: That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because, like I said earlier, I feel like the only way Jannard gets out of this season, he will have to get arrested and be put away. Because I feel like if this character just stays out here in these streets, messing with drugs, not paying people, he will get killed. So I kind of feel like in order to save him from getting killed, he probably needs to get arrested and go away for some time. Uh, But obviously, if, if, if Diamond is the one that does that, and because they already have an issue with, with, they already have issues with each other, that's going to hurt him even more. So I, I'll be very curious to see if that's what they do. And here's another thing what if this parole officer is taken out? What if Tommy is the one that has to take out the parole officer? That would be bad for Diamond as well. Because again, this guy has seen Tommy. He doesn't know anything about Tommy, at least. He hasn't said that he knows anything about Tommy. So I kind of feel like indirectly, if this guy somehow gets in the crosshairs when he's with Diamond and they have people coming after him or whatever, if he ends up killing this guy or this guy ends up getting killed by anyone else, it's bad news for Diamond. So uh, I don't really know what's going to happen. But the parole officer, I think, is on borrowed time, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) No, he is fortunately on borrowed time. Um he won't be there much longer. But we do have the bigger issue of Tommy. Remember everyone is looking at Tommy because he's like yep. a ghost. And yet he <laughs> was so careless with his ghostness that they was able to pull prints. I remember they did that little secret high, you know, when they went and pulled the prints off the car
2: mm-hmm. in
1: this very fast and furious routine. Um so anything that Tommy does is obviously didn't bring any attention. And they put it to and here's what I was, like, really interested with. You know how cops are usually depicted as just being dumb? Yeah. And this one, I think Stacy, she put it together and was like, no, Tommy went and killed um, the pancake boy. And I was like, whoa, who got yeah. that in the first try? Because usually they're just, like, dumb. So I like how I- we're just, like, making it smart. But then I wonder if it's becoming too easy. Don't make it be too Wait. easy for the cops.
0: Well I, well, I I I agree that they are smart. Um, I, I, I I will say this though: I'm I'm very curious to see what they are going to achieve as the season goes on, because it can't be the same way that they've handled the officers in these other power shows, because. Where the yeah the, yeah the the, the the enemy gets away, the, you know, whatever, all this other type of stuff, and there's no consequences. It can't be the same. So I, I'm very curious to see that. Obviously, the last episode, they had this whole thing of, oh, well, we're not going to get a task force. Oh, we are getting a task force now. So that's fine. But now that we are on to episode three and the task force has been announced, I'm expecting them to take action in the next episode. And, I mean, swift mm-hmm. action. So... Let's see where, where, where things go from here.
2: You
1: know? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. That, that would work the best. Just yeah. dumb it down a little bit. I don't believe I'm even saying this. Dumb it down. Slow it down a little bit for the cops. You can't be <laughs> like, oh, he's like a ghost. And then two seconds later, we got his prints. We know that he was killing people. He's connected to CBI. You just slow it down.
0: I agree. I agree. So we'll see what happens. hmm but um, those were the only questions that I had. Uh, were there any questions or things that you wanted
2: yeah.
1: to bring? Um, one of the things that was really interesting to me was the dynamic between Claudia and Walter. It was tit for tat. It was petty, but it's still consequential. The fact that Claudia was able to change the, <laughs> change the password so he couldn't get his money. And so he yeah. then went and stole all of her jewelry and money in the safe. Um these little games that they're playing with each other and you know you can even add in uh, Dum vic as well with his little psychological games that he's playing <laughs> um i wonder overall this is this best for the family especially when we have an ominous threat of like dublin coming in and like gonna just kill everybody because you know you screwed them over and all the money so i just wonder is it best that they have this infighting pettiness or should they just come together? Or will it take a death for them to come together? Because I, I don't I think the second area has to go at some point. I just wonder. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, I just don't his, say the word though. And his son that was on the street. We didn't see his son yet this season. So uh something probably will happen to the son at some point, I'm assuming. Um Aye. And, 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 but I will say this the fact that they introduced this storyline of the bad pills that means any any character of importance or even a secondary character can take a pill and die so if that is the fate of his son uh that'll be a quite interesting twist in because he obviously um he knows that Walter needs to do what he he can to try to save business to try to pay that debt to Dublin so that would be a very ironic twist if those pills, his his son gets a hold of those pills and dies off those pills. That would be a pretty uh, crazy twist if it happened. But we'll see. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> ding, ding, ding goes my head. So remember I had the whole theory about Kate. What if Kate is a red herring in this situation and it's not Kate? What if it's Genard? because if we're going to go and sell these pills to the to the blacks that term yeah. that they used we saw where Gennard went to to go get the drugs this yeah. is not somewhere that is you know let's go to the universities of the ivy leagues of chicago to go get our drugs. this would be considered that side of the track where those people live to go get those dirty drugs so i wonder if it's actually Gennard. That ends up taking the drugs. Because he didn't get high. He got high on his own supply. But how did it end? He got high over somebody else's supply. And that would be the spot that you would assume they would sell those pills to. End.
2: Yeah.
0: That's a very good point. So I
1: think
0: I think they I think they call that area a uh, heroin highway. Uh that's oh what they Jesus. call it. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that's apparently that's what it what that's what it's named. Um but um that uh is a very good observation. I believe that that is that is a very good uh point. Um
1: I just, want to I just feel
0: try. I mean, I just feel bad for the character cuz drugs is something you do not want to mess around with. And obviously, we saw how he was impacted by the heroin, so it can definitely lead to some other things. So, um we have to see where they're going with that, but that that's that's a very good point. And I'm very curious and again to to the stuff you said about Walter and Claudia i do agree the very ridiculous pettiness between the characters um I loved it. but but i will say this uh they definitely need to be concerned about dublin dublin obviously i i mean i didn't feel as though dublin was a threat in this particular episode uh mm-hmm. it, it, it feels like when that guy brendan had his conversation with walter a couple episodes that was at the only point where I felt like, okay, Dublin is watching them, but I still don't feel like they're going to do anything. So hopefully that changes in the next couple episodes. They actually take action and do something. Because Walter doesn't have a lot of time to pay them. They, he has to pay them by the end of the month. That's what they said in the first episode. So they should be taking some action pretty soon if he does. If he's not doing what he needs to do. So we got to see what that happens.
1: And the fact they killed that guy or Vic did.
2: Yeah, um, he did. Which
1: I thought it was <laughs> perfectly fine. I am like, this is, it got a little bit too over the top because I just thought that the fact that you would call, that thing when he called in the drugs was hilarious to me. And I thought that would be that. I didn't think he would then go and kill the representative of Dublin. Um, <laughs> yeah. That just seems so ridiculous.
2: Yeah.
1: But um, I just wondered, there has to be consequences for that, right?
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Killing it should the guy? There should be some consequences, 100%. Yeah, so like, Dublin, where you is? Where you at? <laughs> I'm waiting for him to come through. You know, we, we need some fighting this off because, you know, I just, there needs to be consequences. And I just wonder if the consequences are going to fall back on Vic or if they're going to just fall back on Walter. Because that was just such a random moment and i didn't know what he was expecting from walter to be like ah oh, i love your son but like he was <laughs> <legit> angry. <laughs> no it was like you're stupid
0: yeah that, that 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 reaction was funny the way the acting and the, the voice is like it's not like it not like it sounds like the actor that played walter was sort of laughing like b- before he was saying it like yes you know yeah i can't believe you're stupid it's, 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 I I laugh when I saw that scene. I I, re, I rewound it. I went I went back and rewatched it again because it was so hilarious. And then and then and then also, yeah, some of the acting is a little ridiculous. A guy gets shot. Oh, and it falls out. There's no other no you know he's bleeding out, nothing like that. Like you see, so you assume one shot, he's dead. There's no.
1: I mean, you one shot, and that's all it takes. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Just, just you just need that. And then you go. I mean, we all can't be Tommy. With the machine gun walking inside <laughs> of the penthouse, yeah,
2: yeah you can't
1: that's, do true. That. But, that's true. But you know, that's a shot, boom—that's all. That's good. I mean, but the clutching was like, "Oh, okay." Um, yeah, I just, I just need there to be consequences for that. I think that Rick is getting a little too excited, and he needs to just yeah. dial it back a little bit. Um, the whole calling on the police thing—that was enough. We don't, we don't need shootings. At the stage right now, you just got started. You, you're drawing too much attention right now. Let him be mad at Claudia. Now he's mad at you. I, so this is agree. not going to work.
0: I, I I I I definitely agree. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, with, so you had any other uh, questions or comments that you wanted to address?
1: I, I wonder where Kate goes from here um because you know she made her amends with even though it was like i am sorry sometimes that's all she can muster and i think that even though it's been what over 20 years or maybe 30. i don't know how old is tommy we're gonna assume 30s but it's it's been like basically over 20 years of bad mothering and so i wonder what is going to happen where does she go from now i like her i want her to live the moment. I like her little twelve step journey that she's on. I don't know which step is making amends, but it's it's getting there and it's it's very cute. And I like it and I'm here for it. <laughs> also, if her mother is alive, um she's a terrible person. And if she's dead, I hope she rots in hell. Because what she what that again, that whole situation of your daughter is fourteen, what are you doing? Oh no, the I have mother so is much dead. in there in questions. The mother, yeah, mother
0: is. she's riding. the mother is there. Yeah, yeah. So I um. Let her rock. Yeah. So I, I I I I I agree. Um, I do want to see what happens with Kate moving forward. One thing that we well, we do know though with this episode, when they talked about the fact that she had JP when she was fourteen, she had Tommy when she was sixteen. So they have a two year time. So they have a two year time difference, which means that JP is the older brother. So. That's one thing that was good because I don't think we got an answer about that in the previous season. Uh-uh. You know, I could be wrong, but uh, but we'll we'll definitely see what happens from here. I, I'm I'm very curious to see what happens with Kate next for sure. So
2: stay uh-huh. tuned. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, and the fact that Kate is even admitting, you know, I was terrible. You know, I got high, I abandoned you essentially, and again, something as small as ice cream is very impactful. To a child whose mother is never there and is always high. So yeah. that was just the perfect little moment there. Um, but I'm just really interested in what happens with the uh, PO, the parole officer, and the fact that he saw the dude in the barbershop. Is he going to be, just give me my nosy nanciness. Um, Claudia and Walter, I wonder if this is going to just start creating more pettiness and fighting within the family um and the fact that claudia would have all access to the passwords like what is the consigliere doing does he not have any information he needs to so like get <laughs> in on some of this as well because you just need a backup plan in general because family falls out all the time have some backup plans at least write down the passwords even though that's terrible but you, you got to figure out something there and then also we got the whole jail situation which is going to be interesting to see how that works out. You know, Rojas is very angry and is upset about that. But again, he doesn't want to be shipped up to the other um, jail where he won't get a wheelchair. So that should be very interesting. And then again, the Serbs are, are going to be very angry. So. Gotta see what's gonna go on with the Serbs at this point. Are they really like that important? Or was it just like a Jannard that was tying them still and making them relevant?
0: They 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 seem they appear to be very dangerous to Jannard because he's the one that promised the territory to them that Tommy took. But I Mm -hmm. I don't care about the Serbs. Like I said last week, Murkovic better get he better get taken out this season. There's no way that this character Mm -hmm. should still be on this show after all the stuff that happened last season with him and Tommy. So I would hope that they take him out this season, whatever episode it happens, but it has to happen. Um, That will solve the problem. And one other quick thing I do want to mention, because this was a good point that was brought up last week that Gary mentioned, I believe you mentioned as well. We saw the guy who is the boss to Miguel and how, how, how much of how much of a uh, force he was to Miguel. Then in this episode, mm-hmm. you see once again, Miguel is showing you that he's taking charge of this situation because of what happened, and he's taking he's he's hurting his own family. So I like the dynamic where they're showing you from an episode to episode the balance of power, where you have one character you think, because in that first episode, they made Miguel look like he was a badass. He's doing all this other stuff, torturing people. Then the next episode, he's the one getting humbled. And then in this episode again. He is the one torturing people. So I like that dynamic, that up and down. But that other guy, like I said last week, that guy also needs to get taken out, the one who is the boss to Miguel. Because the minute he started talking about his sister for no reason, oh, yeah, I'll do all this stuff to your sister. He should have got taken out right there, but obviously you can't do that. because no. He had no protection. Well, say what?
1: No. I like him. He puts that fear in Miguel. There's a good <laughs> Tommy. Because here's the thing. Tommy's goal is to, is to take over everything. He doesn't care about Miguel. He's not friends yeah. with Miguel. So if you are able to see, I think that it's a dynamic between, you know, Miguel wants to be the big bad and he views himself as the big bad. But yeah. when he's in the presence of that guy, he, he's not the big bad, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tommy can see that as a weakness and can manipulate that. It's just all about ego and to that big scene of him with the hand that was ego yeah um so i really feel that that could be a way in to manipulate miguel we have the whole situation of what's going on with the sister i don't know how that'll pan out we do know from just the trailer aspects alone that they do end up getting together we saw where he's walking into like a loft and she's just laid out in the bed she's like oh and then the kiss. so we do know that they will be involved Somehow, and this keeps will keep chipping away at Miguel's ego, and that could make him weak, and Tommy can get in somehow. Because remember, we do not retaliate in anger; that never works out really well. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: that was kind of what I liked about Janard and Diamond. Diamond was analytical. Janard is the hothead. They balance each other out. Now that they're separate, <laughs> uh, who got who's in the most trouble? It's not the analytical Zanard. one. It's the it's the hothead one. Now yeah. he's in the in the corner doing crack. So you've gotta wonder what's going on there. <laughs> um. So again, this could be Miguel's weakness. So I look, I look forward to this. I do not want the boss to die at the moment. No, we're killing off way too many people, and the am for killing of these characters, which is just so fast and so furious. Yeah. Calm it down.
0: Okay. We'll see what happens.
1: Um, we'll see what yeah. happens. But I'm I'm trying to remember, like if they let me see something they look like. If I could just bring it up, because I know that they they announce like new cast members, and if within that announcement, oh, within that announcement, it will show um who could possibly be that new number.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: Um, I just can't think right now in the realm of anything because in anybody that we we think of, it I <sighs> I just don't know who would who it would be. Um, that's the only thing. But I am interested, um, in knowing that answer. I just can't yeah. think of who it would be unless it's like some type of crossover. It's too big. <laughs> so
2: no, no, no. no.
0: Too oh, two, too No diamond too. No. <laughs> oh well, we'll see. I mean, listen. I think we'll no, get our soon answer sooner rather than later. Uh. Mm-hmm. It, I, I For some reason, though, I do think it is the reporter because she is the one that broke up with yeah. him. And the thing is that for it will be a very messy situation. Diamond has this, this other girlfriend now, and now his ex is coming back. I could see if they want to take that route and make it a very dramatic Jerry Springer-type moment, but uh, I don't know if they're going to do that. And that's why I said we have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. That's why I assume this is somewhat business-related and not a personal A person trying to contact him, but we have to wait and see where that's where the reporter
1: would be the most. But even wait, the reporter wouldn't wouldn't call, call Tommy. The reporter was with what was it, Diamond?
2: Diamond, yeah.
1: So why would she call Tommy?
0: Oh no, no, no! I thought you were talking about when Diamond got that text. I'm saying that the reporter. I still think the reporter is could be the person that sent him that text. But
2: ah
1: right. we have to I was see. Confused. yeah 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 no now that makes sense I thought the text for some reason was from was from was, was tommy getting the text <laughs> but no you're right yeah I'm getting these confused but yes you're absolutely right and so I do wonder what is going to happen now is the text could hold the key to everything so make it dramatical I just the reporter would just be the only thing but even then if it is a reporter, what does she have to bring into this story?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That would
1: be that's impactful. Very good point. Because she brought nothing in season one, <laughs> <laughs> and you can You're see right. he got over that real quick because he's now with the other girl.
2: Well, yeah,
0: she and she's the one that sent the <coughs> break. Set, she's the one that sent the breakup text. So that's why I said um maybe well or maybe they will okay. maybe they will reveal that the entire time she was using him. To get close to him, and then as she said, "Okay, I'm, okay, we have to break up now." I don't know what they're going to do with that, but I, I would prefer if it's somebody else and not that character because it'll be more interesting for it to be a different character that we haven't met before, as opposed to her. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, indeed.
1: Because I can't think of anyone. <laughs> Like yeah. the only person I can add, I think that would be on the show, but it doesn't make any sense. I remember when they spoke to that guy, who was Hispanic, who was like, "Oh, my brother." I remember his name was Chico or something, and he had a brother who was from Queens. But like yeah. that wouldn't have any connection with yeah, them. No, so that no. would only be solely but, connected but, but to I, Tommy. But, but but I will
0: say we we will we will get revisited with that situation again when they brought up because that guy was connected to Julio. So I'm pretty sure we're going to find out more there's going to be another interaction with that guy and Tommy in some point this season. If I had to make a guess, because I'm pretty sure some people know what happened to Julio and they may think that Tommy is responsible for that because he was a part of his organization. So I look forward to seeing where they're going with that because I don't think that was just a mention of that character. They they probably know something because they know who Tommy is. So um, we'll see. Yeah.
1: We shall.
0: But uh so were there any other thoughts before we get ready to wrap up uh our show?
1: No, I can't think of anything else. It was just actually really enjoyable, which is the first time for everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. A uh, very good episode. Um looking forward to seeing the next episode, obviously. Uh but no. That pretty much concludes uh, our episode of powercast for this week. I, I do do you have any shout outs that you would like to give, Dana? To anybody? Again,
1: shout-outs to everyone who listens to us and leaves comments and likes, subscribes, and thank you for that. Thank you for you know listening to what we have to say. And just thank you to the audience. And we will continue to have these conversations and we have the interviews that is on the channel with the three directors. So that is, that is something we, we have and, and keep watching with the show because it's it's actually good. Like, if there's going to be a selling point, because remember, again, people dropped off. It was like, ah, oh, first season, terrible, And, you know, it was still like, kind of like, man, this would be the episode to be like, look, there, there's something. We don't know if it's sustainable, but at this moment, <laughs> this is the hook. This is what's going on. Watch this. So I just hope overall that the show continues to be good and to, to shout out to the showrunner because baby, you had a lot to, to 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 flush out when it came to season one and you, you had to rebuild, it felt like from scratch and this feels like the season that we should have gotten from season one. Um, I agree. So, yay. And also I know we're getting different sides of Tommy, but I miss my crazy Tommy. I hope we get a little bit um, in the coming episodes. I, just, I don't want to have an extreme Tommy, but I just open miss a little bit of crazy Tommy.
0: I agree. I agree. We'll see. Uh, as for my shout-outs, yeah, shout-outs to everybody that continues to leave comments on these shows and continues to like the content. Uh, you definitely, we like to see those comments. It keeps us going, keeps us motivated doing these discussions. And we definitely like hearing what a lot of you have to say, because a lot of you are pretty intelligent with some of your thoughts as well. So I would encourage you to continue leaving your comments, letting us know uh, what you think about the episode. And again, shout out to Gary, you know, because like I said, he wasn't here this week, but he is out of the hospital. So hopefully he will be back next week. But until then, we hope that you all have a great weekend. Uh, Take care of yourselves. We will talk to you all next week. So peace out.
1: Out of peace.